Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And we're in for extra time. Kia ora and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Stephen Hewson. The programme this week, the All Blacks wrap up their home season against the Springboks, but just how much of a test will it really be? Silver Ferns are back on court for the first time since their disastrous Commonwealth Games campaign earlier this year. How much of a difference will a new coach and captain make? We find out. The All Blacks can wrap up the Rugby Championship title in Wellington this weekend when they play South Africa in their final home test of the year. While the Springboks sit second on the competition ladder, they've won just one of their three matches so far. And in fact, they've lost their last two, beaten by both the Wallabies and Argentina. The Springboks coach, Razzy Erasmus, has even suggested his job's on the line if South Africa suffer a thrashing. We're joined now by our rugby reporter, Joe Porter. Well, Joe, the... uh the All Blacks and the Springboks this Saturday. Um, they haven't been much chop, have they, the, the Springboks, really? We've got, well, they're, they're second on the championship, but they've actually only won one of three games. And we've got Coach Razzy Erasmus saying, despite the fact he's only been in the job a short time, that his job's on the line. Gamesmanship, or, or is he deadly serious? Yeah, gamesmanship, I think. He's trying to somehow motivate these players for what, let's be honest, they're probably on a hiding to nothing. Coming to Wellington where they've never won before, um, not in the best of form, like you say, three losses from their last four games. Somehow they're still second on the rugby championship ladder. Not looking a great team. They did beat England in June, which gave people some hope, but they really haven't looked good since. And I think coming up against an All Blacks team who are desperate to put in a dominant performance in their last test on home soil, they've picked their top team they can. I think yeah, I think that was just Rassi Erasmus trying to get his players into the right headspace to, to pull one out of the bag and, and maybe play some mind games. Because I, I don't think... Um, even if they lose, they'd have to lose by a huge amount for his job to be on the line. I believe he's just playing some games. He's there to the 2019 World Cup, and yeah, I just think he's trying to get them up for what's going to be a huge effort for them, a huge task. That, that said, last time, what, it was just one point in yep. it, wasn't it? That yep. was in yep. South Africa, though, and, and that followed up after a, a thrashing sort of the, yep. in the previous round. Um, yeah, I mean, hard, hard to get a handle on this, the spring box, isn't uh, it? Yeah, you, you did right. Like last year, what was it, one point in Cape Town, and it took a few super subs for the All Blacks to come on and sneak that game. Um, and But the previous test had been 57-0 at Albany that year in Albany. So, yeah, it is really hard to gauge. They do lift for the All Blacks. Um, they've got some class players in their second row, Lot Ibn Esbeth, Malcolm Marks, their hooker, and some, some pacey backs. They do have the talent to, to pull one out of the bag, but... You just don't know who's going to show up. They were pretty average against the Wallabies last week. They were didn't look like there was much desperation to win. So that'll be different this weekend. So hopefully the hunger's there. If they can match it somewhat with a performance, it might test the All Blacks because that's what we were looking for. We need someone to test this All Blacks. Yeah, it's struggled. Well, we're struggling too to get a gauge on the All Blacks, really, aren't we? I mean, what have you made of their performances this year? Because, I mean, what? yeah, what, what do we know? What have we learned? 
Well, you're right. The, the quality of, of the opposition hasn't been that great. The All Blacks have never really been put under pressure. The two performances against the Wallabies, the two Blitterslow Cup games, were good, although they were far from flawless. They made a very slow start um, over in Sydney. And then, of course, in the return match at Eden Park, they, they were sort of a, a Bowden Barrett show. And maybe the scoreline and, and his performance sort of shone more of a highlight on a team that wasn't necessarily as clinical as they should have been. So it's it's really, really hard to know. And then the Wallabies, of course, look disappointing against the Springboks, and they should be in real fear of losing to the Argentinians this weekend. So it is, it's hard to gauge. They're trying to move the game forward, and they have made some mistakes in doing that. They haven't got it exactly right, although this top test team this weekend should give us a good indication of where they are. They're their test-winning players they've gone to, their experienced guys, and you'd hope that this weekend, after what was fairly patchy and, and Nelson, and it was this, the B team, the A team comes out and puts in a performance that we can really get a good gauge of how much they've conquered this new game plan, and how much they can take a team apart when they really want to put in a good performance. The, the other thing too, with the, the likes of England and Ireland mm. looming on the end of year tour, they're going to be very different styles of play, and, and, and how can the side adapt to that, given given the, the nature of the or the style of play of, of opposition they've had to come up against this year. Yeah, two two real tests at the end of the year, and, and I think the All Blacks learned a little bit last year from their fatigue on the end of year tour that they need to rotate a little bit more during the rugby championship, and they, they seem to be doing that. Uh, like I say, playing the B team last week, they've got guys coming back from injury. Sonny Bill gets a run on the bench this weekend, so they are rotating fairly well. Um, but you're right, it'll be a Northern Hemisphere style of game, which is a little bit more combative, a little bit more in tight, and they will look to kick penalties and, you know, and put pressure on the All Blacks on defence and try and force them into mistakes. So they will have to adjust, and it's probably a, a style that they're more likely, likely to come across in their World Cup title defence as well. Even the Southern Hemisphere teams can often revert to that style when a big match is on the line, when it's knockout-style rugby. So that will probably be the, the real jack gauge this year, is can they go through that end-of-year tour after a long campaign and put and some good wins over England and Ireland, then I think the confidence will be really high heading into the World Cup. If they struggle, then I guess we're left at the same point. We just don't know if they're quite there yet. I suppose one person people to keep an eye on too is Ryan Crotty, back from yet another head knock. I mean, how how important is this test for him? Yeah, that's right. Well, he certainly doesn't want to cop another one because then, you know, the real questions start getting raised even more. I think he could have played last week and they probably made a smart decision to leave him out again. Um, to give him another rest, because it probably would have kicked up another bloody media storm, to be honest. So six concussions in, in 12, 15 months, you've, you've got to be wary of everything that happens. And he'll be wary of his head, whether or not that affects how he plays, who's, who's to know, because I would be. It would, it would certainly change and affect my approach to the game, knowing that I didn't want one more knock. I guess he listens to the doctors and he makes the best decision for him. But, you know, he only signs these short contracts, one-year contracts, and his future's on the line. So, you know, the when you've got your, your future and, and money to look at, sometimes you can you can play on and not necessarily make the best personal decisions. So let's just um, let's just hope he has a clean game and doesn't take another head knock because it's starting to look not good if he does. So what are you picking? Thrashing or is it going to go close? Oh look, I'd really like to see South Africa just just muscle something up and put the All Blacks under pressure and you know be either leading or within a couple of points with 20 minutes to go so we can see how this All Black team reacts when they're under some real pressure. Because like against Argentina last week, you know, Argentina would score and we think, oh, they're leading. 
under pressure, all back score straight away. And then after half time, the Argentinians were the first to score. Games back to four points. Bang, bang, two All Blacks tries, pressure's off again. So hopefully they come out and do it, but I, I can't see it happening. I still think the All Blacks will put 20 points on the Springboks, and like they put 20 points on the Argentinians. And again, we'll sit there going, oh, it's hard to gauge, do they play that well? But you've just beaten your traditional foes by 20 points, and it's funny, it's almost a, a hiding to nothing yeah, for Hanson and co. But yeah, I still think they'll put 20 on them. Thanks, Joe. It's uh, Joe Porter, our rugby reporter. With a new coach and captain now installed, the Silver Ferns begin their rebuilding in the wake of the disastrous Commonwealth Games campaign where they failed to win a medal when they play England in Auckland tomorrow night. In the wake of a review into the Silver Ferns' fourth-place finish on the Gold Coast in April, Nolene Taurua has been appointed coach and veteran Laura Langman returns after a two-year absence to lead the side. The question now is just how long will the rebuild take with the World Cup in England less than a year away? Nepal reporter Ravinda Hunia reports. There's no mistaking the Silver Ferns are in the best hands both on and off the court leading into this Netball Quad Series. Head coach Nolene Thodua has been given the whistle and only five days to prepare the Silver Ferns for the international season. I've been finding that exciting but also the rush to get the pieces together and understand what do we actually need to move forward. We are learning as we are going and it's not going to be until we take that first test that we'll see okay what reality is. The intent so far is amazing so you know we just got to take one day at a time and try and get as much as we can in that day. Thaurua's experience has already been reflected in this camp. In an initiative used over the ditch, the team voted for Laura Langman as captain and Katrina Grant as vice-captain, a feat Langman says she never saw coming. Really humbling to have gone through the process of being endorsed by your fellow teammates, so it's really special and probably a little bit of a shock. I know, unfortunately, I do talk the loudest at times, a lot of the time, but we do have a number of players that are outstanding and have done a fantastic job in the role. In that role before her was Katrina. Katrina Grant, who at one point had Langman as her vice-captain. While Thaurua is pleased with the voting result, she says it was important to speak to Grant in wake of the decision. With me coming in fresh and not really knowing some of these players, I've got a background with Laura, but there's so many other people who have done the business before we've come in, so I like the system that we've done. And with only half of the Commonwealth Games players selected for this squad, Grant says simply being part of the team is a win. Um, This is a whole new group. Whoever the team wants as captain is who it's going to be and I think that's a great, great way to do it and it's fair. I absolutely loved the job at the time but there's some experienced players here who've come in and are great leaders so either way, just being here is, is what I want. England captain Ama Abuezi says this weekend's match against the home side means there is a target firmly on her side's backs after winning Commonwealth gold. She says her side are very much aware of what Thaurua will be injecting into the Silver Ferns. Nolene is a very holistic coach so she looks at people outside of netball, not just what they're doing on court and so I think she'll bring balance She's very poised and the players will know exactly what they do and they'll know what she wants from them. Communication will be good 
they've got a new leadership group. So again, I think the players will respect what's happening. Met with an early casualty in defender Temalisi Whakohokatao to an injury, she's immediately replaced by under-21 captain Michaela Sokolic-Beetson. And with just over 24 hours until they face England, Dorua is wasting no time in deciding who will take the court on Saturday afternoon. Looking at all our routines and practices that we've been doing over the last three days, looking at our strategy, what that's going to be, and uh, just getting out on court. So pretty much know who our starting seven will be and just seeing, I suppose, what the strengths and weaknesses are of that starting seven. The Silver Ferns' voyage into a new era passes off tomorrow at half past four in the afternoon following the Australian Diamonds against South Africa. Ko Ravinda Hunia Aho. And Ravinda caught up with Nolan Todoro earlier this week to find out just how she's settling into the role that she's wanted for so long. Quietly pleasing. The intent of the players has been amazing. They're very focused. They want to be better. They're open to learn. Communication has been amazing. The intensity in every training that we've done has been amazing. And I'm wrapped with where we are at this stage. Obviously, we haven't played a game as such. But, you know, I think when I look at things, we're doing, we're doing as good as we can. So I'm wrapped about where things are at. What has been the biggest challenge for you so far? I think, uh, well, you know, we're very new. There's quite a few either players who have been out of the mix coming in. Some are newbies as such, and everybody brings their own story and have come in on a blank canvas. So I've been finding that exciting, but also the rush to get the pieces together and understand what do we actually need to move forward. We are learning as we are going, and it's not going to be until we take that first test that we'll see okay what reality is you know we just got to take one day at a time and try and get as much as we can in that day now you've worked a lot with Lisa Alexander and the Diamonds with your time at Sunshine Coast. What do you adopt from them into the Silver Ferns? The voting system in regards to uh, players voting and also the um, high performance at CEO and myself, voting for the captain and vice captain, voting for the structure that we wanted and the leadership structure um, within the team. So that's something that's been taken over or brought into the Silver Ferns environment. I think it's great. I think it gives the players the opportunity to voice who they actually want. The intensity of training is something that I've learnt over there and the expectation around that. They always talk about high performance but uh, the ability to consistently perform from not only one training to the other but also one game to another is the expectation. So that standard I think is something that's synonymous with Australian netball. Has it been easier or harder than what you thought it would be coming into a side that you know has had this dark cloud over it for quite some time? I'm absolutely loving it. When we went to our first training I forgot about the Kiwi way and what I say about that is that Oh, that that creativity, that flair, that heart and that passion. And, you know, we play totally different to the Australians. We have different minds. And uh, it was a beautiful reminder when we had our first training. And that's the exciting bit to it. So, you know, we've only got a short or limited time to get things rolling. And we've got to be realistic about where where we are at. Performance is key. But also knowing we can't save the world. So we just got to put a product out there that we're actually proud about you know and that shows a lot of heart and passion and you know I think that'd be a great start.
Laura Langman and not being able to play for the Silver Ferns and now she's the captain of the Silver Ferns. How does that make you feel watching her development over the years? It's quite surprising I think, you know, even though she's done 140 whatever tests it is, she's been out of the mix for the last two years so it's a big shake up for her so not only is she trying to get her feet of being a player, the expectation of backing her name out there on court but now she's been handed the captaincy so I said we'll give her a you know a doozy on top of that so she's a type of person that will handle that and it's amazing that her peers feel that she has that captaincy or that lead those leadership skills and she's not judged because she hasn't been here. Have you thought about what that feeling is going to be like to be presenting yourself to ultimately the fans and the world as a Silver Friends coach? Mm. I remember my very first time as a player and the very first time that you actually stand on the line and it's very hard to describe the feelings that or the emotion that happens and I'm assuming it would be the same. We're as good as our last game and that's our starting point but also there's so much I suppose pride and honour that's on the line. You know I'm going to be so excited to get, you know, it's been a long time coming, but so excited by the opportunity that's presented. And, you know, as a starting point to see, okay, what is reality for us as a team? I think the most exciting thing as well is that we're on Saturday be playing up here against England, who is the gold medalist for the Commonwealth Games. And, you know, what way to start our campaign leading into the Worlds with the best team possible. So, um, you know, let's get out there and let's have a, let's see how it goes and it's what it's all about. That's new Silver Ferns coach Nolan Todra talking to Ravinda Hunia. And that brings us to the end of the programme for another week. On behalf of the Extra Time team, I'm Stephen Hewson. Bye for now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.